This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 1077. Top three All Ears English questions for IELTS. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. Today, we answer three IELTS questions from some amazing listeners of the All Ears English podcast, and we invite all of you lovely students to become an All Ears English ambassador. Find out today about problem vocabulary, speaking crutches, and maps, all on today's show. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Aubrey, do you have a favorite podcast to share with our listeners today? I all ears English. I've actually been listening to um, some of the episodes with Michelle and Lindsay on all ears English, and it's so good. I you guys might not realize that I'm not. I don't have time to listen to that to everyone. They do four episodes every week, so I don't have time to listen to all of them. But sometimes I'll be driving. I'm like, oh. I want to listen to this because, you know, I'm friends with them and it's fun and it's also just like great tips. And sometimes they'll like share an idiom that I like haven't heard in a while and didn't remember. So honestly, it's still good for me too. So little (laughs) shout out. I kind of love the Allers English podcast. (laughs) The Allers English podcast is amazing, guys. And I know that a lot of you found us through the Allers English podcast. So you are already fans. Um, I want to remind you, don't let that... Go because the All Ears English podcast improves your overall English, helps yeah. you sound more native and natural. And that is how you get a seven or higher on the exam, guys. So we are running a contest this month. It is super cool, guys. If you go to allearsenglish.com slash share contest, you can sign up for this competition. If you share the All Ears English podcast with even one person, your name is automatically entered into this contest, guys. So prize number one, top prize, randomly drawn from everybody that shares our show. Uh, the top prize, guys, you get to choose an All Ears English host of your choice. Aubrey, me, Lindsay, Michelle, you can choose which one of us you want to talk to for 15 minutes, just a free 15-minute chat with a host of your choice. And then second prize, guys, you get one month of free transcripts for the All Ears English podcast, which definitely improves your listening and vocab. So guys, go to allearsenglish.com slash share contest. You sign up to be an All Ears English ambassador, which I love that name. And then automatically, guys, it's so easy. You are given a link to share. It's your personal link. And you can text it. You can email it. You could share it on social media. And the more times you share this link, 
the more chances you have to win. So it's so great, guys. Help more people discover All Ears English. Go to allearsenglish.com slash share contest and sign up to be an ambassador. And we promise not to be offended if you don't choose us for your chat. Whoever you choose, <laughs> we're fine. We're fine with your decision. <laughs> Definitely. Of course, guys. Um, we are secure in ourselves. Don't right. worry. So <laughs> sign up, guys, to be an All Ears English ambassador and share your love of this amazing podcast that I know has helped so many people. Um, okay. So today, guys, we're actually going to answer three questions from All Ears English students. Yes, exactly. These were all sent into the All Ears English podcast, but they're more specific for IELTS because just like you said, Jessica, so many of um, the All Ears English listeners are preparing for IELTS. Listen to this, you know, podcast as well, because it's all, you know, as you're preparing for IELTS, you do have to improve your overall English as well. So the first question, this is a really good one. um, I was just wanting to know the difference between the words resolve and solve if we're talking about like problem solution essays resolving a crisis or solving a crisis. So good question. I could see you saying, well, these are different words, but they seem to mean the same thing. What's going on here? (laughs) That's nice. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, So they do mean exactly the same thing. Like natives would use both of those and there would be no difference in meaning, guys. However, there is a difference to your IELTS score because solve is a band six word. It is a boring verb, guys. Solve is so boring. Uh, But in writing task two and speaking part three, if you want to say to solve a crisis, right, say resolve. And I like turning that into resolve this situation, right? Mm. That's also a phrase Mm -hmm. that you can use. Um, Crisis is better, though. Crisis is a higher scoring word. So, Guys, this is a choice between a band six or a band seven verb, right? Right. And turning that into a noun, I think, I think is even better because that's even more rare, I think, to see that as a noun. What are the noun forms of those verbs? Yeah, so resolution. And then you're having these interesting um, grammar structures to say, come to a resolution or find a resolution, right? And then solution. And again, I mean, they both, you know, I would say are band seven words to say, because it's just natives don't do this as often to turn this into a, a noun and say, we need to find a solution. But again, I think that um, coming to a resolution is higher level is going to be more impressive. Definitely. That whole phrase, come to a resolution, definitely seven or higher. Find a solution, on the other hand. I mean, that that's band six right there, right? That's like a boilerplate. A billion IELTS textbooks teach you that phrase. Everybody knows it. So instead, say, come to a resolution. That's so great. Um, okay, Aubrey, what is the next question? Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. 
Okay, so the next one, um, our student Reina from Iran um, asked if it's all right to use you know as a time filler in the speaking section of IELTS. And we have talked about this a little bit in the past because students get confused about, you know, if if there are too many ums and you knows and it's clear that you are having a hard time coming up with a word and you're sort of just filling that time, that can pull down your score. But you guys hear natives say, you know, and um, all the time. So there is, that's where the difference is, right? Are you throwing it in like a native would to say like, you know, I've thought about this, blah, blah, blah. And it's clear that it's part of your speech. It's, it's sort of a natural filler there. Yes, use that. That's high level. But if you're repeating it over and over and it's clear to the examiner that it's because you can't think of something else to say, that's when your fluency score comes down. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, guys, you you have to you have to use phrases like this, filler phrases on the exam. Um it buys time to think, right? But it also makes you sound more natural because like Aubrey said, natives use these all the time. However, I just want to put a label on that habit you just described of repeating a word too many times. That's when it becomes a crutch. And that's when Mm. your um, fluency score can go down to a five. If I hear that uh, that you depend on a word in order to get through an answer, in order to get through even a sentence, if you can't get through a couple sentences without repeating this phrase, guys, you get a five for fluency, okay? In fact, I just worked with quite a high-level student um, from India, actually. His his English was amazing. He sounded like it was easy for him to speak. He had great vocab. However, this was an issue for him. He'd just gotten used to repeating, you know, just all the time. And you know what? He overcame that, guys. We had a mock speaking test one week. Two weeks later, we had another mock speaking test. He had got rid of that crutch. So how did he do it? He worked hard, right? He recorded himself and slowed down when he was speaking. And then he listened back to that recording. He noted, did I repeat this too many times? Mm. And then he would do it again until he got rid of it. So it does take work, but you can get rid of those habits, guys. Because like I said, repetition of, you know, repetition of so, repetition of like, that will get you a five. Just like saying too many uhs and ums will get you a five for fluency. Um, So yeah, you definitely need to work on getting rid of that if that is a problem. And it is a little tricky because I know that you guys know native speakers who, who say like all the time. Or totally. you know all the time, right? It feels like between every other word. Unfortunately for IELTS, this is different, right? That repetition, when it's used as a crutch like that, will pull down your score, even though you likely hear natives do it. Yeah, totally. I, you know, I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before, just real quick. I remember one of my um, IELTS examining training, like once or no, every two years, you have to show up for like these all day training sessions and it's 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 kind of brutal yeah, but i remember terrible. this this one session they showed us a speaking test with a native who was a teenager and you know a lot of people in the room examiners right because we're recertifying we're already examiners we just have to standardize and recertify so we're all watching this teenager speak it was this british dude and we thought He's a native, you know, he's doing great. And then a lot of people in the room were wrong because they gave him like a seven, eight or nine for fluency just because he was a native Mm -hmm. when in actuality he deserved a five because of this, because saying like all the time. 
Yeah, exactly. So ever since then, I guess that's the point of these trading sessions, but ever since then, <laughs> that fact has stuck in my head. So, okay, let's let's move on. I think we've made our point. What is the last question, Aubrey? Okay, so this one is about listening practice. And this student found that they were missing listening test questions about labeling a map. They said, this is a really tough question mm. for me. Can you please make a podcast giving clear explanations? And I actually saw on our YouTube channel just a few days ago, a student asked the same thing, saying, listening map questions are so difficult for me. Please give me tips. So this is a double whammy answering both of your questions here because they are, they're tricky. Yeah, totally. Um, so we did do an episode about this, IELTS Energy 940, um, how to make IELTS listening map questions easy. So guys, you can find this in your podcast feed of the IELTS Energy show, wherever you listen. You can also go to our website, allearsenglish.com and search for 940. And you could see the blog article and listen there if you'd like. But let's summarize the most important takeaways from that, guys, so we can uh, help these two students who asked about this. So first of all, it's really important to have the language, okay? Being able to make predictions is all about having the vocabulary in the first place. So you need to be able to look at a map and predict what the description will be. What will you hear the native say on the listening test? So for example, different directional words, right? Like on the left, on the right, easy peasy. However, what about catty corner, (laughs) which means like diagonally across from, um, what about, uh, let's see, opposite to, opposite from, right? In the, uh, the Northwest hallway, maybe. We need these specific location words in order to make predictions and in order to understand what we hear when the listening test starts. Exactly, right? And then as we're listening, we need to be very aware of listening for these signpost words, those directional words across, between, so that we are following our, uh, the map with our eyes and we don't get lost. Because that's the trick there. You know, you're going to hear that one time to, to describe and you need to be able to catch it. So we gave some tips in that episode of how to gather those signpost words. And we suggested a great activity of when you're doing listening practice with map labeling to read the transcript and highlight the words that are related to direction and location. Make a list of those words because IELTS repeats these words. There's only, it's a kind of a finite amount of signpost words. So you can learn those and then you know what to listen for. Yeah, exactly, guys. And last tip here, really pay attention to the prepositional phrases, right? Because that's that's what it comes down to a lot of the time. When we're describing location, it comes down to what prepositions we're using. So, for example, um, if you're not super familiar with on the corner and around the corner, knowing what those differences are, you're, you're not going to catch it on the listening and you're going to get the answer wrong. So make sure to familiarize yourself with these phrases make a list like Aubrey said, and then you're going to be so 100% confident and ready for the lap, the lap, <laughs> the map <laughs> labeling questions. <laughs> um, Combined with you. <laughs> um, yeah, because those, those are really hard guys and candidates do get those wrong a lot. So there is special preparation here. Yes, exactly. Guys, if you have questions like these students, you can always send them to support at allearsenglish.com. We love to get your questions. We love to cover them in our YouTube videos for IELTS Energy or here on the podcast. So send in questions if you have them. 
Yes, definitely. And guys, remember to become an All Ears English ambassador. You get a chance for a free 15-minute conversation with one of us or Lindsay or Michelle. Um, And you will also have a chance to win a month of free transcripts for the All Ears English podcast. So AE ambassadors, we are creating a bigger community here because we love our listeners so much. So guys, go to allearsenglish.com slash share contest for your personal share link. Awesome. Yeah, it's fun recording with you today. We'll see you next time. As always. <laughs> Bye, Ari. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.